Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us live here at the Barroom Network. The Bears have won 33. Ayo, Dan, did that just happen just now? Did that just happen live on TV? We got multiple Dan here, Dan Aguirre, Danny Shimman, and Mr. Shorty joining us live as the Bears are victorious on Monday night freaking football. Way to make a statement. Um, gentlemen, let's go around the corner and get some first some first take looks at instant reactions. Um, brother Danny Shimon, I'm coming right to you, boss. What were your thoughts about the game, Chief? Well, coming into tonight, guys, well, the three things I wanted, right? I wanted Justin Fields to play well. I wanted him to show improvement. And I want the Bears not to embarrass themselves on national TV again. And I think I was three for three. Sure. I mean, I, th- I think Fields came out. I mean, his numbers aren't going to be eye-popping. I think it was just only like 10 for 17 for 179 yards, something like that, 10 for 21. But it's like he ran for 82 yards. You know, he, he had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. But the thing is, he kept the the, the drive going with, with conversions on third down, whether it's it's with his arm or with his feet. And this is just something that that – a glimpse of what you guys, you guys mean, our fans, the Bears fans can can kind of hope on and hold on to with, with Justin Fields. And this is why I was so excited when the Bears got him. He gives you this potential, this type of playmaking potential. And once the, you know, this team is built around him, offensive line, receivers, so on and so forth, you know, this is what we can expect from, from Justin Fields. I think the wrinkle they added tonight that we haven't seen previously was the with the quarterback keeper, the quarterback power, quarterback draw, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times you see this with, with Josh Allen, where, you know, he's a guy that holds onto the ball and makes, makes yards with his feet. Now, it's not something I want to see long term for Justin because this is a, a way we can get you, get him, you know, exposed to big hits and, and injuries, but it was very effective today. He rushed for 82 yards versus a, a Bill Belichick led defense, let five mm-hmm. straight scoring drives starting from the end of that first half into that third and in the fourth quarter. So very, very impressive. Um, not a perfect game by any means, but definitely I think uh, this is a, a, a good shining moment on that Bears coaching staff. After that Washington lost, you know, uh, April Fool said, we're going to go into this little mini buy or we're going to go ahead and, and break, look at scheme. We're going to look at players. He sat down with every single player on the team and, and, and kind of won. We might we, we might have lost him. We, we might have lost him, but um, yeah. but 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 Dan, but he was he was making great points. But I I want to take it to Dan Aguirre, my brother. Good to see you, my man. Good to yes, see sir. you. Welcome, welcome to the show. Respectfully, the sexiest voice at the Barroom Network. With all due respect, is <laughs> so Dan Aguirre, my man. What was your first initial thoughts? Hey, it's good to see you, Tyler, sir. But man, we look like Mike Ditka's Bears tonight. The defense. <laughs> Every hit was impactful. Like, there was no running over the Bears tonight, giving up. You know, all season long, we've been getting gashed by, like, scrub teams running the ball. And we got a heavyweight team that's in the Super Bowl seemingly every other year. And not only did we run them over on offense, on defense, we just, like I said, it looked like an early 90s Bears game. Yeah. Just every hit, yeah. man. They, they looked soft against the Bears today. And that was yeah. my biggest takeaway. Like, this is the most – Dominant Bears performance on defense that I've seen at least since Lovey was here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's I, awesome. We're gonna go, we're gonna go around the corner a bunch tonight, and uh, Mr. Shorty, quick instant reactions. Then we're gonna start to break it down. I agree with you. I mean, th- th- this the defense was they were playing really well tonight, and I, I mean, we were all you know so excited in the beginning of the game there where. We just felt we had control, right? And then they bring in this zappy kid. And then three straight completions touchdown. We're like, oh, my God. I know you thought 
the same thing. I'm sure all of you thought that. I know you did, Dan. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, here we go again. And then they got control of it. And mm -hmm. they end it with an interception. Brisker. We got an interception from Brisker and Gordon. I mean, oh, wow, what a great. It, it, I was hoping for the 40 burger though, guys. I, I I'm yeah. sure you probably were too, right, Danny? <laughs> the 40 burger. <laughs> well, I mean, they had yeah, a chance no, there, no, but uh sorry, I'm not sure how much you guys heard earlier. I think I might have lost my connection there, but um back in here. So uh yeah, I mean they had a chance there, but obviously you don't want to rub it in on Bill Belichick and because you know his tendency to remember these kind of things in, in you know in the in the near future. So took a took a knee there, just got out of there with the, with the victory. So mm -hmm. so so gentlemen, at the end of the day, my instant reaction is that like is this what we can expect going forward? Because honestly, where are we at right now in the division? So first of, first of all, everybody joining us right now, just wanna say thank you for spending time with us. Happy freaking Monday. What a way to start the week with a freaking Brewers win. Like Dan Aguirre, the mental health for the week has been set. As, as in Justin Fields, like I can't wait to hear what they're gonna say tomorrow and what can happen going to Dallas next week with all the media <laughs> hype around around that team. But breaking down this game, this is let's break it down, let's be critical, let's be transparent. Because if, if, and, if, and, if, go ahead. If I may interject before uh you, you I'm sorry, before Dan, like this is on a Monday. So we have the extra day of the week that was so so the, the excitement we have, like almost, uh, it gets to last a little bit longer because the, this this win started on a Monday, not a Sunday, right? So, it's like we get to enjoy this a little bit longer, the, I, you know, than than normal. <laughs> Even um, though it's the opposite, it's the opposite effect, though. You know what I mean? Like, this is the last game of the week, and we we won it, you know. So, in, in national national TV, national mm -hmm. TV, um, not getting embarrassing. I mean, so much to break down. And what I want to hear from you, gentlemen, um, for me, real for me, real quick, Justin Fields turning his hips, um, Danny Shimon turning his hips spot on, um, avoiding sacks, getting for that rush, just looking like he was as laser locked in. Brother Danny Shimon, what did you see different about Justin Fields this week versus every other week? Well, I mean, t today more so, he looked more comfortable, especially in the pocket. I think he, he just he just felt like he was he was a little bit more calmer in terms. Of he wasn't just one read and, and trying to take off for the football. There's a couple of times where they, they had a good camera that that vantage point up top where you see him going through his progression, sitting back there. Um, and then once Lucas Patrick went down, I was like a little bit worried. Put Mustafer back in there again, but you know it didn't look like he they did much. I mean, the, I think the Panthers finished with four sacks. A lot of that was was Matt Judon with two and a half. Uh, he was he was really uh, just terrorizing uh, you know Larry Borum there on the right side. But the uh, the thing with him today was just just he was calm in the, in the pocket going through a progression, and, and when he had to scramble and use his feet to get away, he was able to do that. And I think one of the bigger things was in that first half was like a third and 14 or third and 16. He broke contain and got out and got a first down. That's like a backbreaker. Those plays, when you're third and long and your quarterback just you know breaks and makes a play on his own with his feet, those are backbreakers for these defenses, guys. And in these defensive players, you see them start hanging their heads. They're like, what, what else can we do? You know, the, the Bears receivers weren't really getting open. There was a couple of times Mooney was open. Uh, the other thing I liked about him today, guys, is is you know he that throw to come at and even the throw to down the sideline, even the throw to Mooney that that he overshot him, one on one coverage with your guy on the outside, give your guy a chance to, to make a play on the football. And with Komet, he throw throw a ball to his back shoulder on the sideline, Komet made a nice adjustment, 
nice big play. I think it was like 20 some yards. Um, at, at that's what we want to see with Justin Fields because nowadays, you know, your receiver is not always going to get open. You just got to, if you have one-on-one coverage, just give your guy a shot to make a play on a football. And Komet did that. And I think he tried to do it again with Mooney on the other side, just shot him over a little, shot him a little bit too much. But I think once he gets more comfortable and I get and kill Harry, another big body guy that you just kind of work into that lineup now, give him a shot there as well. One-on-one coverage downfield, just give these guys a shot to make a play on a football. I think that's what he's going to start getting used to. And another thing I like the bottom, obviously, we talked about the quarterback keepers and the, the, the quick plays. Get the ball out of his hands quickly. Get into the hands of the, the running backs or the receivers in a slot or on, on, on you know on bubble screens, slip screens, whatever you got to do. Just kind of avoid the avoid the pressure and just just give him some some time, some easy throws. Nothing has got to think of you know all you know too deep or anything like that. I did like the the, the touchdown pass to, to Khalil Herbert. If you guys noticed, either he audibled. Or, or he recognized that they were blitzing and he called something at the line of scrimmage and he called alert, alert. And everyone knew, I think that's when he knew if they were blitzing, he was going to Herbert and it was a, you know, a nice play to be able to kind of use that sidearm, uh, you know, adjust his arm angle, get that mm-hmm. ball to kill Herbert. And then Herbert just kind of, you know, waltzed into the end zone for a 25 yard touchdown. So, you know, big plays, big moments, again, statutes are not going to be explosive, but you know what? It's, it's those big key moment plays that you saw. And that's what, once this, this team is just built around him, that's what I'm expecting to see these plays on a more consistent basis. And so like Danny, what you're breaking down there, kind of what the answer I was going for was this mindset being over the philosophy of Justin being able to execute. Because when you talk about big impactful play, those were playoff plays. When you're talking about third and long, those are plays that you expect the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL to execute. When you talk about being able to read a defense, things that we didn't, that were be some of being questioned that if Justin could do or not. And the one thing, Dan, that you said this entire season so far that I agree with, this was his rookie year. This was his rookie year. He's finally being coached. And so his development to, for Justin to execute and be consistent and take care of the football which is super awesome. And Mr. Shorty, I'm coming to you real quick. I mean, besides Justin Fields, who was your biggest impact offensive player um, tonight that came through for us? Montgomery. I mean, the the, the one run, he had like three spins, and it looked like a two-yard loss, and it turned into like a nine-yard gain. (laughs) They showed it in slow motion. You still couldn't – it was like he was going through a wormhole. And then, then kept moving, right? He was like sideways going through a wormhole and got like five extra yards. And I, even in slow motion, I, I was like, I, I still can't see that to my wife. Absolutely. And the cool thing about giving a shout out to David Montgomery, I also got to just shout out the offensive line because, like, 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 like Danny said, when when St. Patrick went down, we didn't know what was going to happen, and these guys just just kept chugging away, next man up mentality, and just kept rocking and rolling. And brother yeah. Dan Aguirre, coming right to you, bro. Your thoughts? Who was your best impactful player on the offense this side today? I want to go not necessarily most impactful, but playing off of the question with something that Fields has not done well in his tenure is just make the easy throw. And he made so many little soft, easy throws to St. Brown tonight. There had to be four of them, I think, that were just like drive, continue the drive, first down. Nothing big, not nothing fancy, just throw and a catch. That's been the hardest part of of watching Justin, and I love Fields. That's that's been the hardest part this first 17 games is that he just kind of misses those throws. He starts making all of those and stops fumbling, then he's going to prove to everybody he's the guy we thought he was, you know? I sound like that's Dennis a, that, Green. That's a, 
that's a, no, <laughs> that, that's 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 a great freaking point, Dan. Because we've seen, especially over the last three games, where he would he would go deep, he would take the shots and just miss missing moving the chains a little bit. And so, I mean, that this particular game, you just wonder, and that's one of the things I'm I'm not frustrated about because we we look at where we are in the standings, we see where the, how the Packers have been losing to the same people we've been let, losing to. But what if the Bears would have beat the Giants? Find a way to beat yeah. the Giants. We would have beat the Commanders. Where would we be at right now? You see what I mean? But Minnesota. It is, it is, Minnesota. Like all these games that we were actually close and actually winning, but we'll get to that point. And one person for me that kind of just stuck out a little bit, I want to give props to Pettis. For, for Pettis just being prepared, prepared to run the ball, prepared to catch the ball. I mean, we think about – I mean, I don't want to give the rookie any, like, harsh anything, but, like, in the rain, do we trust Valus Jones Jr., Danny, Dan, to catch that no. punt and take it 25 yards at that, that no. late in the game? Think, things of that nature. And so, for me, Pettis just coming in, just being able to, like, grab the ball, run the ball, catch the ball, and Justin Fields having confidence with all of it, each selections. Dan Aguirre, I like what you said about the easy pass. Because we're, he's building on these simple things to move the ball forward, and the defense had his back. Guys, we executed in every phase of the game today, and this is really, really yeah. cool. And I definitely want to give a shout-out to the coaching staff. But, guys, we got to talk about the defense because this was like a feeding frenzy like Dan Aguirre. Your Your thoughts real quick on Roquan Smith. Oh, Roquan's pick, man, was great. Uh, he's uh, he's trying to get his contract, man, and it looks like he's going to get it if he continues on. I don't know about that ejection, though. I thought the ejection was a little bit like, come on, man. I, I know you're trying to protect people, but there's no malice there. It's just a, 10 years ago that you're patting that guy on the ass, and that's a great block. Right. And then Danny, I was going to ask Danny Shimman that question because, Danny, in, in my opinion, I don't care if it was a, if it was a Bears player that got hit like that respectfully like in terms of football i play football they tell you keep your head on the swivel that's like and then in boxing hand down man down danny did that warrant an ejection in your mind i felt like well, that, that, i mean those I, are... I, 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 first first of all i hope my man is safe we don't want players hurt i don't ever want any player to ever be hurt but i felt like that was kind of instinctive um mr shimman your 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 your, your opinion please well, they, they didn't make those those crackback blocks illegal, um, you know, this this uh, this this offseason because of player safety. And, and he did lead with the crown of his helmet, hit helmet, helmet on the side. Was it was it, you know, something where he warranted a penalty? Sure. Uh, I think an ejection was a bit bit, you know, a, a quick reaction play. I, I don't know if they thought maybe the Patriots will look to retaliate. It was the game was out of, out of hand. Maybe they're trying to keep everything, you know, in, in line. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I mean, that those that is a penalty for sure, because that is now an illegal play. You can't do that anymore. Where you know, five, ten years ago, that that was something that you know we could highlight it on on highlight shows on Sports Center and all that stuff. So, so that, that you know, was it a quick hook? Probably, but but the one thing going back to your your question earlier, Tyler, in terms of offensive start, I got to give it to the offensive line, man. And um, you know, come in here, you rush for two hundred forty three yards against the Patriots, you run it down their throat. And the one thing the Bears got to realize is they are a running team, right? And we talked, I know we'll talk about it later on, you know, in the show in terms of next week. You know, with the, with the Cowboys, same thing. You got to run it down their throat. This is a team that that you know 
Baker, they can rush the passer, the Cowboys. And so what, how do you stop them? You just run it down the throat and you just you beat the heck out of them. And that's what this offensive line does. And and one guy that, that's quietly, I think, in my opinion, has really done a good job and settled in at right guard is Tevin Jenkins. Now, pass blocking, you can still get beaten here and there. But talk about you watch a guy on tape. You watch his mm-hmm. chip blocks, his ability to hit the, the first defender at the line of scrimmage and then elevate to the next level and, and look to bury the linebacker or the secondary player at the next level. That's what I love seeing in my offensive lineman. And, and credit to that kid. Obviously, that you know, I, I wasn't high on him as, as a left tackle. I, was, I don't like him at all at left tackle. I always thought he was going to be a right side player, whether, whether it was tackle or guard. And he's fitting nicely in a right guard. And I think that's a guy – He's got to improve a little bit more on pass blocking. He's not, you know, not there yet. But you put that guy's tape on week in and week out, efforts there, max effort. And I love his chip block. And I like I like the way he's playing with nastiness. And I like the way he's he's drilling guys and, he, and he's and he's burying guys at second level, especially on those on those, on those double or duo blocks. So uh, tap your hat off to the entire offensive line. Obviously, Patrick being out, we'll see. It's it's a toe injury. We don't know if it's a broken toe, if it's sprain. Who knows. Uh, but I think Schofield in there at, at left guard, he didn't stick out to me. There, there was a there was a, a a one play where the, they brought a blitz number thirty for the Patriots, and it looked like again it looked like Schofield and and the, the rookie Jones they didn't know which one was going to pick up that player, and he kind of squirted right in. Luckily, Justin was able to go ahead and, and kind of you know escape that guy and, and get out of there. But uh, again, that's got to be short up. Uh, but I think Schofield kind of a veteran being put in there kind of short up that that position mm-hmm. hopefully. We'll see it moving forward. But, yeah, I mean, the Bears are a running team. And I, I think once they, this coaching staff just realizes it, you, you gush the defense, run the football, and then you build your passing game off of play action. Mm-hmm. A, a running team for sure because I think the Bears are starting to do what the Dallas Cowboys figured out is that you have two backs. You have two backs that can add value to the team, and they can be great change of pace. I don't feel like one is over the other. David Montgomery is a dog, but then we see Khalil Herbert is just so slippery. And so they, they play well off each other. The blocking is great. St. Brown, just as much as catching the ball, as in blocking as well. And the fact that we're getting Harry back, one of the top blocking wide receivers in the league last year, is only going to be um, even better. But um, feeding off of that run, Danny, 240 yards. I mean, 200 plus 40 yards against the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots, we know no matter what, the Patriots are a well-coached team. They have a lot of young players, but you know Bill Belichick is, like, very, very disciplined. That's what we know. So for the Bears to out-coach Belichick on Monday Night Football, have the Bears arrived. I don't want to get too high. I'm going to be John, my man John. Hope my man, wish, wish my man John the best and everything right now, my partner in crime. But I'm going to play devil's advocate. Have the Bears arrived? Did the Bears get lucky? I don't care. The Bears freaking won. So, Mr. Shorty, are the how can the Bears, real quick, take a break from the player analysis, how can the Bears take this momentum and get a W against Dallas Cowboys next week? Tyler, uh, you can't see, but I have – two monitors in front of me, and then I have a television screen above me. And above me, as I sip on my homemade Italian lemon grotto that my my cousin made for me, I have the replays going on of this game. And I just, I, it's, if you see me just sitting here with a smile on my face, I was looking at you, Dan, it looked like you were looking at the replays too, like, uh, and I'm looking at these replays. And to answer your question is, what was your question? <laughs> your question is, <laughs> how can they build on this, right? <clears throat> and and it, my answer is, 
It sh- first off, it should have been a forty burger. They should have just they should have taken advantage of them when they could have. They put up all those freaking points on us when they had the opportunity back they five, did. six, seven years ago. Right? They put up fifty. 50. They put up a fifty burger 50. on us, and they 50. didn't have to. But they Almost did. Almost halftime. Almost a halftime. Right. right. The zero. And we had the chance. And we kneeled the ball at the end of the game. And I, I'm just sitting here thinking as you were talking. I'm listening to you guys. But just seeing the replays and how we – they're showing all the dominant plays of the game right in front of my eyes as I'm listening to you talk about this game. And it's like, just take advantage of that. Send that extra message, you know, like, F you, Mr. Belichick, because you would have done it to us. I'm sorry, but you would have. And I just wish they would have just done that. And, like, this, this game was – it was – it turned out really, it started off really exciting. And then all of a sudden they put this kid in, the, the Zeppi kid. And then you're like, holy crap, this is going to go the wrong way. And then they just took the game. And that second half adjustment came out again, right? Is that, mm-hmm. can you guys hear that? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. I was trying to. I'm uh, not hearing well at all, but it could be me. I, I, I had stats up and they always play stupid stuff. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm thinking this second half defense is they're legit. It's It's been continuing as the season has been going on. Here we are in a game seven. We can rely on this. This team is able to adjust in the second half and their defense is getting better and better. We're seeing the brisk. I mean, brisker, the one handed. I mean, we, we right. currently have two ESPY award plays between the Mooney one hander and now this brisker one hander. You know, like. Yep. The players that, uh, you know, this Ryan Poles turned five picks into 11 is starting to show itself. And I don't want to get too excited. Like, I know you guys, I know you don't want to, Tyler. We'd, no, 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 no. Please it's get a natural excited. reaction. We're like, we want to get like so, you know, but then we're just like, but this was the Patriots. And Dan, I'm going to let you speak because, like you said, we haven't beaten them since, what, once since the Super Bowl? Yeah. And and yeah, please tell me your excitement of this. Yeah, absolutely. The, the well, let me. One thing I just want to point out: we only have two victories. We have two victories against the AFC, though, only one in conference, and we we're zero and two in the division. So there's still a lot of work to do. But with with regards to Green Bay losing, you're right there. You're both three and four. Uh, obviously, Minnesota's five and one, but the Bears are in this. I mean, they're fucking in this. So they really are if they can get some more victories. But, yes, I'm excited. Since the Bears uh, obviously won the Super Bowl against New England, uh, New England beat us in 88, in 94, in 97, uh, uh, let's see, in 06, in 10, in 14, and 18. And if so I may just interject, go. if I may interject, as we start getting into, like, primetime games for Mr. Kirk Cousins, We've talked about this, Dan. Like Kirk Cousins, he starts to uh, uh, fold under the shimmering lights when it, when you know the the pressure's on him in those primetime games. Everyone's watching. It's like the more people watching, it's like he starts to break down. You get a high noon Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, that's the guy you're you're afraid of. So I think like the better that the Vikings get if they start to like uh, you know flex games and they put him into primetime, that could actually potentially hurt the Vikings. I don't see them holding up from this five and one. I don't see them going, you know, 12 and four, you know, I think there's going to be some parity that's going to happen in this division. And I think it started tonight. We'll probably have the head coach coming up soon, but go ahead, Dan. 
Aguirre. Me or, or Dan Aguirre? Aguirre. Aguirre. You, you, you were finishing your thought, brother. I sure did the question. <laughs> no, I, but just regarding that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, I mean, if it wasn't for that last-minute strip fumble, the Bears were on their way, in my opinion, to win that game. Um, they played a very strong second half, and I think the Bears followed, followed up with that. But um, we got our, we have our head coach right here. Let's go ahead and tune in. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I think that's really a, 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 an effect of, you know, stacking, you know, good practices together. Um, you know, and I've said it in the in the media, in the Chicago media, that, hey, we've had good practices. We've been putting good things together. And I think that this is just a culmination of that. You know, we had a chance to take a breath during the bye week and really uh, figure out, you know, what we what we needed to do and needed to adjust, what we're doing well, and some things we needed to tweak a little bit. And uh, no big big changes, but just some things that to enhance our players' skill skill sets. And I thought we did a good job with that. My hats off to Getsy, Hightower, and Allen for leading their their position their units, and they did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah, like I said to the guys, hey, this is this is uh, one victory. I thought we played complimentary football. I thought we improved in our fundamentals, but we need to still improve. We, you know, we're we're a young football team. We have a lot of improvement to do this week um, in practice before we play our next opponent. So um, it, it's an ongoing process. Yeah, I think that creates a creates a, a issue sometimes for the for the defense. You know, depending on what defense they're in. You know, certainly when you have a quarterback that can you know has the design runs, uh, you know, with the run pass off of it, you know, and then also doing some things just have the ability to scramble and make first down. You know, and I think that's a that's a big piece, and, and it's hard, it's hard to defend those guys. And we've all seen it around the league, and and, and Justin did a nice job of executing today. I did. Yeah, I did have a sense. Uh, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought we thought we had a sense for that. And because the other, you know, other guys have been playing really good, you know, last two weeks. So we thought that if they started with 10, that we might see both of them in a planned role, a planned rotation. We didn't know, uh, but we certainly ha had a plan for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's, you know, stacking games together. You know, he's just got to keep stacking games, stacking practices, and just keep executing. You know, it's uh, executing simple. It's it's know what to do and know how to do it. And that was our mantra. And do it for the guy next to you. And that that's what we, we're doing. And uh, that's what he did. He you know what to do and know how to do it. Make sure you know your job and execute that job. And if each guy does that, the play that we're running is going to be decent on offense, defense, or kicking. You know, so we're just trying to do that one play at a time. Well, I mean, I just go back to practice. I go back to practice. What we see in practice, when we see it in practice first, you're going to see it in the game. So when you see consistent execution from any player in practice, you're going to see it in the game. And then the game matters because that's performing, right? So you got to perform in the games. So that's an, that's an important piece to the you know, practice, drill work, practice, game. You know, so that's a, that's a, but you got to do it one week at a time. 
you know, this, this league is one week at a time, and we got to make sure that we're squared away, get back to work on Wednesday. No, just being smart, you know, just being smart of how we use them, you know, with, with whatever we're going to do, whatever the run design is, and then him being smart when, he, when he's open, in the open field like that, you know, either the, you know, body ball boundary to get out or just make sure he's getting down quick enough. Um, and he did a nice job with that. Say it again. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw it. That was, that was, to, yeah, totally in the wrong. He should not do that. Um, and I told him right afterward. And uh, you know, that's not, that's not what we teach. We don't teach that. It's not good football. Yeah, you know, that's the old thing in pro football. You know, the, the rosters are really small, and, man, one thing happens, and you're back in the ballgame. So uh, Sam did a great job uh, of having a positive attitude during the course of the week when we made the move, and he's a consummate pro, and he's the, he's the toughest guy on the field. I'll promise you that. And uh, he did a really good job um, of coming in there and executing. Yeah, I don't think it's that hard when you have character like him. You know, he's got such high character that not, that's not an issue ever. So he's not going to have an issue with that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the, 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 the terms of it right now. We'll have to look at it, and I'll let you know later. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, the, the one Brisker had was pretty amazing. I mean, that was a, that was a really good play um, for him, that concentration, get his feet in bounce. That was excellent. And then, you know, really the, the other two interceptions were tips. You know, there were some tips there. Uh, but uh, the one that, uh, that Gordon had, I think it was maybe tipped twice. He had to tip it to himself um, there. And then, then the return, he did what we did, you know, take it up the sidelines, did a nice job with that. Uh, but that fosters confidence, you know, uh, the ability to take the ball away. I think that's a big part of winning football, and uh, he did a nice job. No, no, yeah, I, did, I didn't, I didn't see that uh, that way. Yeah. Yeah, the guys just have tomorrow off, and we're going to get back late tonight. You know, so the coaches, you know, I give them a bit of a break. They can go home and sleep for about three hours and come back. Um, and then uh, we got to get going on to Dallas. But the players will have off. Wednesday we'll do a walkthrough practice. We'll have long meetings and we'll install first and second down, get guys off their feet um, the next day, and then we'll just roll into Thursday. It'll be first, second, third. Then Friday will be red zone. Then Saturday will be our normal Saturday, and then we'll travel. So that would be it. Well, I just think that it's one performance, like like you said, uh, but it is important. It is important. You know, the, the whole country was watching us, and I think that's important for confidence for the guys, you know. And it's not about that. It's really about for each other. It's about trusting the guy next to you, knowing he's going to do his job and you're going to do yours. Because why? Because you care about each other. And uh, I think that was a, a, important what we did tonight. What's that?
Um, you know, like I said, it's we're just trying to stack them together, get better. I, we could see it in practice. We were getting better in practice. Now we're just going to, you know, hopefully stack these up and and, uh, and get better every week. Thank you. I love how he talks. <laughs> uh, we, we lost Tyler there, so I'm going to step in here. Uh, Danny, you heard what uh, the coach had to say. What uh, was your biggest takeaway? Yeah, I, I agree with Iberflus in terms of like you know stacking victories, right? You know, you you can't just come out and say, oh, yeah, this is the you know this is the um, you know make it you know game or this is the uh, uh, coming out party, if you will, for this offense. It's it's just it's it's a nice performance. It's a it's a pleasant surprise in terms of the way to go in there and you know physically dominate the Patriots at home. Uh, you know, some some key things there in, in terms of the growth and in terms of Justin Fields. We touched on it earlier in the show what I liked he did today, but one of the the main things. I, I did. I like what he did today. Was after the Patriots took that 14-10 lead, he engineered a drive right back down the field, and then the Bears went in and scored and took that 17-14 lead on the road. That's a huge momentum switch, momentum changing play. You know, a drive led by a uh, you know a second-year player. So that's another thing where I think you know you see him out there. You know, he talked about a couple of weeks ago in terms of his breathing exercises, and some people kind of joked about it. And he keeps himself calm, and you know, gets him, you know, gets himself in the game. Doesn't get you know over his head. Doesn't get you know too excited, too low. I think that's key with this kid. Is just that, you know he's driven to to succeed. He wants to win, and the fact that he's keeps himself in a nice even keel, you know, uh, position throughout the throughout the game helped them. And I think that was a key uh, momentum switch there because the Patriots had just taken the lead. They're up 14-10. You know, a typical Bears on the road in New England. You know, I, I think the Bears coming into this game had never won at Gillette Stadium. And, you know, the last four times they've been out there, they've been blown out. Blown out. So, you know, again, you, you kind of saw that 14, that 10 nothing lead gone, evaporated. Patriots up 14-10. You know, Zappi comes in and gives them a little bit of a spark on offense. And you see the, you know, the Bears and, and, and Fields drive back down the field there and get that go-ahead touchdown. That, to me, was a key defining moment in this game for the, the leadership and, and, the, and the ability for Justin Fields to become that face of this franchise. Shardy, was there anything that Coach uh, uh, Iberflus said in that press conference that you want to comment on? Uh, nothing that he said in particular, just more of just about how he goes about himself. And um, he has confidence in this team. I mean, it, he's, he's talking about his, you know, his young stars that are developing. I mean, what's going to happen? We kind of talked about this on Bears Country Podcast earlier tonight, Aldo. In a couple of games, like, next week, what's Collar Gordon going to do with, with how much better he's getting in this defense? And we get to, like, that Dolphins game we're going to be at, like, how much better is it going to be by them? By then, who's going to cover Tyreek Hill? Is it, is it going to be Kyler Gordon by then? You know, he's the only one with the true, like the speed enough to at least compete with that coverage, right? Who else is going to do that? So we're seeing this development in this kid, and this coaching staff is really getting the best out of everyone. The, the one handed interception by Brisker. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, this kid's just getting better every day, every game. They both are. The coaching staff, to, to, to in particular, answer your question. Just the, I, I, the the confidence that is instilled, just from his calm demeanor, and you you feel what the team is feeling from him as a coach, as a fan. You're you're getting the same emotion that they're getting as players from 
them as coaches. And that's just a calming feeling. You're starting to, no matter how much we light our hair on fire and we think, you know, everything is going to hell. And then you, you get a game like this. And we, we, we talked about it, although like it's coming soon, right? It has to happen. I wish that 40 burger just would have happened just to put that statement on it. It would have just made it so much better on paper, you know, but they, they were, they were being nice and uh, they, they kneeled the ball at the end of the game when they couldn't, they shouldn't have, but Tyler, to Tyler, me, one of the things that stood out to me uh, about what the coach said was about it, they, them winning in uh, on national TV, a Monday night football game, that that gives the team confidence, that that helps the team come together. And I couldn't agree with it, with him more. This felt like a momentum change. You know, all of us have been looking, as we've been saying, as uh, Mr. Shorty's been saying, Danny's been, we've all been looking for that moment. And tonight mm-hmm. could have been that moment where now the possibility of beating the Cowboys. And then... Uh, and the following game after that, who who did they have after the Cowboys? Because I know that's a win. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah. That's our game. Yes. So at home at Soldier Field, you know, you get one out of those two games, maybe both of those games, and then you've got a weak part of the schedule after that. Who knows? Maybe we'll be in contention. I took a look at some quotes from Ryan Poles earlier this season because I wanted to go back to what one of the things that Danny Shimon said, which is, remember what these guys told us. This is this is a year where they didn't want to use the word rebuild, but that's what they're doing. That's why they're playing all these young guys. That's why they're uh, saving some money for to, to make a big impact on free agency and so forth. But Ryan Poles also added, I don't want to use that word rebuild because I think that we can win while we are rebuilding. And tonight right. proved a perfect example of that. Right, Tyler? A thousand percent, Aldo. And thank you for joining us, brother. Always great to have you. Appreciate you for coming in. My my fiance is from Massachusetts, so she's sabotaging my connection. So <laughs> she, she, she's, she's mad at the Patriots loss for sure. And so Aldo, <laughs> you're absolutely correct. Even though we're trying to keep it, we try to keep it even killed. Um, we, 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 we see what the Giants, a team like the Giants are doing, a team who doesn't have wide receivers. Um, you didn't know how Saquon was going to look, but finally being recovered. And so you see the Bears finally gaining traction, but you see Ryan Poles, those picks showing up. I mean, we Robinson tip. We see Gordon pick. We see Brisker pick. Things is coming together. But the thing that the, what Coach said that helped was the self reflection, and then the implementation. That was big on what he said. Was he said, well, how can we coach these people better? That's a coach falling on the sword. That's a coach not pointing figure saying, we're just going to get better and we're going to look at the Y's and the W's like somebody once says. That's a coach saying, we're going to get down to Pacifics and put these players in position to actually perform better. And then you see Kyler Gordon playing the passing lanes, playing the passing lanes, not being 15 yards off in separation, but the fact that all he did was put his hand up and he looked like Neil in the Matrix and the ball comes to his hand. <laughs> that's called that's that's called execution, but from implementation from the coaches doing a great job, Aldo. And that's why you see me upset putting fifty dollars, hundred dollars on these money lines for the Bears because I believe they can do it. Telling you or Mike Moore because this is what I expected. This is what I expected weeks ago. Like just play dominant because you see Roquan Smith faking a gap on one side and come around and blitz the B gap. 
And it's just phenomenal when it all comes together. But I got to give credit to a couple of things we talked about. The coaching staff, Ryan Poles, and then Danny really said it, the offensive line. Like, Justin looked comfortable. Justin looked pretty much safe. And in my opinion, Justin Fields looked like a more elusive, don't, I'm serious, Russell Wilson. That's what he looked like to me tonight. Somebody who could just hand the ball off, <laughs> don't make, don't, hand the ball off, Justin, and then make a pass when you need to because that pass to, to um, Cole Komet, backside left shoulder, low in the way like a pitcher, that was an elite NFL pass in my opinion. And that's a pass that we've seen the greats make. And if he can keep, keep stacking it out, though, anything's possible. You look at the NFC South division, you see how those records are looking? The the Bears are right there in the mix. And we can easily say we don't expect them to be great. But guess what? They're in the mix. Danny, what you think, bro? Talk some sense to me. I'm jacked up. I know you are. Look at you. Look at those yeah, arms. I'm going to throw, throw some cold water here on, 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 on all this. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the bearer of bad news, but I, I just want to point some things out here. You know, it, it, again, Please. it's 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 a step in the right direction. And for me, Tyler, I've told you, I've told Aldo, you guys know, it's all about Justin Fields for me this year. It's all about Justin Fields. And and this this is a game that he took a next he took a step up. We saw him lead this team. He was the best player on offense. I know Montgomery had some nice plays. I, I know what's his name? Uh, Herbert had some nice plays, but he was your most explosive player on offense. And what I like he's doing now is, is like I said, he was a little comfortable today. He was going through a full field progression at times. He was getting other receivers involved. I think uh, St. Brown had, what, four receptions today for, I want to say, 48 yards, right? Amuni had three receptions for 53 yards. You and I touched on it at separate separate times here, uh, Tyler. That that throw to Cole Komet. Komet was covered. There was no separation there. But he threw right. it up for his guy, back shoulder throw. Komet made a nice adjustment, made a play on football. you got to do that. These are things NFL quarterbacks do at this level. And I think he's getting there. Slowly but surely, he's getting there. Ball security, it's got to be an issue. I think he had four fumbles today. I think I didn't lose any of them. But that's something he's got to shore up. I think another thing he's got to show up is, is in those, these batter balls at the line of scrimmage. We saw one last week against Washington, cost them an interception in the red zone. Today, another one cost them an interception that turned to a go-ahead score for, for, the, uh, for the Patriots. So, you know, there are things he's got to work on. But the most important thing is when he's on offense and he's clicking, he is the Bears' most explosive player on offense. Right, as he should your be. Quarterback is your most explosive player, and mm-hmm. adding that new wrinkle now with the quarterback draw—that's one other thing now that the Cowboys, who have a hell of a pass rush, was, so if, if Borm got got killed by Judon today, I don't want to know what Michael Parsons is going to do to him next week. Dexter mm-hmm. Lawrence on the opposite side is a hell of a pass rusher. You know they got three techniques. The Bears don't have three techniques. They got guys that can get up the field from the middle of the, of the gap, and then you know they have to show that up. So that's going to worry me next week, but. You put that added element now, Dallas got to think about it. That makes them a half a second slow in terms of them getting upfield at Justin Fields. So that's another thing you got to add. And so now what you got to do is if your offensive staff is, he's your most expensive player, just kind of build the offense around him. And and he's doing it with guys that no one else wanted, with Dante Pettis, with <laughs> St. Brown. You know, Mooney's the only guy that, that's, that's homegrown, if you will, on, the, on his offense. So you know, as opposed to the Giants, where they're doing it with a the coaching is scheming guys. He's, he's getting he's getting the quarterback into positions where he, he gets guys open and, and he's he gives them easy throws. Fields on his own 
pretty much, guys. You know, he's on his own pretty much. And whatever he gets extra from the offensive line, that's why once you build his offensive line around him, once you solidify this unit, the sky's the limit for Justin Fields. Because then you and, have, but Danny, get him a, a receiver, get him a couple more players here, and now you're going to see this offense just take off, in my opinion. Danny, t- to that point, I, mean, I agree with you. Definitely can't wait for next offseason with the, all that cap space and the draft picks. But like um, Mr. Shorty said, Justin just made the, the simple pass. We, do we have Justin coming up right now? Taking a simple pass because yeah. at the end of the day, a receiver can't develop unless he gets the opportunity. So Pettis can't be Pettis. Like, like Devontae Adams wouldn't be Devontae Adams unless he got thrown the ball. You see what I mean? And so at the end of the day, you got to give a player a chance to perform. So I'm glad the coaches called the play for the players to execute. That I mean, trusting is, is, as opposed to like, for example, the Giants game, right? This the same, the same, you know, of throwing the flat was there to commit. He wasn't pulling the trigger. Now he's pulling right. the trigger, right? right? So now he's getting more comfortable on the offense. He's getting more comfortable in terms of what he needs to do. It's just the process of this quarterback developing. And like, I think someone in the chat put it down there. He's developing before our eyes. And this is how it looks, right? You're still going to have yeah. bad weeks. You're still going to have games where, where he, you know, he throws interceptions, he throws in double coverage, he might not pull the trigger, when he, but that's the process. That's what I've been trying right. to tell everybody throughout the season. It's all about Justin Fields. It's going to look ugly and it's going to look pretty like it did today. But, you know, j- just ride with this kid. This kid's a competitor. He's a winner. And I think he's developing, like I said earlier, he's developing into the face of this franchise. He right now is the most explosive player on offense for the Bears. He's the most, explosive, my- he's the most expo- explosive player in – in Chicago, in Chicago sports. I turned <laughs> to my, my wife team. and I said, this is, he is the current Walter Payton of this team. Like at some point in the game, I turned to her and I said, he is the Walter Payton of this team. He's doing, back in the 70s, Walter Payton was everything to that team. He did everything. He threw the ball. He he ran the ball. He punted the fucking mm-hmm. ball for crying out loud. I mean, Justin Fields is doing everything he can. He's laying his entire self out on the field every single game like Walter Payton did. And the results are starting to be shown. And that's what I'm – it's so exciting to start to, like, he gets this game finally, you know? You know, you know Shorty, just kind of just uh, – you kind of sparkling in my head. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, surprise me if they add a wrinkle to the offense, like that Philly special, where he's actually catching touchdown passes as well. In the, yeah. in the coming weeks, because you can use have, him. And have money throw it to him. Yeah, yes. I, I like the jet sweep option where, where they're giving the ball off to his receivers, especially like Pettis and, and St. Brown, getting easy, coming around the corner, getting, you know, 10, 15, 12 yards, easy first downs. You know, that's what you want to do. You want to just kind of get that momentum, get this offense rolling who downhill. Want, who wanted to be a quarterback in high school? You know, <laughs> we'll, probably, we'll, we'll probably do it against Philly. We probably we got Philly coming up on the schedule, right? We'll probably do it against them. But that reminded me last year when uh, Dan Aguirre and I went to the Lions game, we had seats up above, like right, looking right down the sideline. And on a uh, an RPO or a Wildcat play, they had Justin Fields lined up at wide receiver. And I'm, I saw the Detroit Lion cornerback, and I'm saying to myself, holy shit, he could beat that guy in a foot race, man. It's too bad that whoever was doing the wild card probably didn't, doesn't have the arm just to throw a deep pass to uh, to uh, Justin Fields. But Danny, Shimon, you're right. I think this is coming, man. It's got to come. 
Right. I mean, because because like, he's the most explosive player on your offense right now. And and again, I love I love the the, the continuity with him and Mooney. And I and I touched something on our halftime show there with with Aldo was. The fact when they were when they were racing right before the end of the half, it was like a third in, I think 14, third and eleven or something like that, or or second and or second and eleven, and then they let him throw the ball to Mooney, and then they they gave him the reins. So, all right, they trusted him. So all right, you're not gonna throw an interception. You're not gonna. I thought they're just gonna hand it off and go for the field goal. Now, by the time he scrambled and got the ball to Mooney, there was only three mm-hmm. seconds left in the half. And he ended up got the field goal anyway, but. The fact that that shows me the coaching staff has belief in this kid that he's not going to turn the ball over and he's going to go ahead and, and make the right call. That to me also shows growth in terms of what th- this offensive staff is seeing in him as too. So it's I'm just really excited in, in terms of this 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 game tonight in terms of what I saw. Now next week, whole different animal, whole different defense. I'm going to be I'm going to be still going to be nervous in terms of what these guys in terms of Dallas what they present as as a pass rush. But you got to like I said earlier, you got to pound the ball down their throat. And that's how you attack the, the cool thing. The cool thing about next week, Danny, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get into it, is Dak, in my opinion, is still a little bit rusty. And, and, and as crazy as it sounds, I'd rather face Dak than Cooper Rush because Cooper Rush was looking like a man possessed because Cooper oh. Rush was a Cooper Rush was a man that's hungry. I'm all about the underdog. I'm all about a man being ready. But still, Dak is still getting used to everything. That was the Detroit Lions. We're not there yet. We'll get to that in a, yeah. in a few moments. Rush is a backup quarterback, Tyler. Dak is I get a, it. Dak I get it. I, every, some, somebody has to be the backup, Danny. We'll get to that. But the fact of the matter is Cooper <laughs> Rush was outplaying, Cooper Rush has outplayed Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers the past couple of weeks. So the fact of the matter is on game day, whoever shows up to beat a man is the man. And so the fact that Cooper Rush played the way he did allowed Dak to rest to how he did. So what I'm saying is, it's in the Bears' benefit that we're playing Dak right now. That's what I'm saying because our defense is hitting on all cylinders, and Cooper Rush was hitting the hot rock before Justin did. And I, and I disagree. And I disagree on defense too. I, I mean, they they, I, they only had one sack today, and that was a Roquan Smith blitz. Sorry, guys. Uh, we got Justin Fields at the podium. The way the guys came out, you know, started the game, and of course, the way we finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, I, thought I thought they were good. good. I, thought I thought it, you know, brought, brought, brought a whole different, different element to our offense. So, um, you know, I think we executed that well, and uh, there were definitely some, some explosives in, in that uh, design runs for sure. Yeah, um, kind of my mindset going in. I wasn't trying to take, you know, many big hits. So um, I knew I had, you know, more design runs this game. So I knew I was going to have to run the ball a little bit more. So, you know, just being able to last, you know, the entire game was was, was big for sure. You guys talk a lot about, like, the interconnectedness of the different phases of the game. What did it do for you to have the defense continue to get the ball back and stop them? Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, playing complimentary football. So, you know, offense, defense, special teams, uh, you know, the defense gave us takeaways. And we always talk about plus two with the turnover uh, differential. So, you know, defense did a great job with that. And uh, special teams, you know, we had a few good returns. And uh, first half, I mean, we had, you know, good field position pretty much every drive. So definitely proud of, you know, just, just everybody the way they executed today. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think we had a great game plan coming in, and I'm just, you know, proud of the way everybody came in and uh, executed it. Uh, 
Yeah, just, you know, makes us makes our offense more complex, um, you know, just getting us out the pocket, you know, just more de design quarterback runs. Um, it just, you know, opens it up a little bit more. So, you know, uh, just just doing a lot of different things on offense. Yeah, they brought all out and uh, that was our second time running that play. And the first time the ball got batted down. So that DN came running free. So I saw him and then kind of just pump faked it and then, you know, went sidearm a little bit. So. Um, we, we work on that, you know, in practice, just, you know, maneuvering, you know, the screens around the DN. So, of course, you know, there's a great catch and run by Khalil and really, you know, just a great play call and great execution by everyone. So. I didn't even see it. I got smacked on that play. I was asking for the ref or, or I was asking the ref what he saw on the ref in the past. That's why I got this, like, big mark or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I got smacked on that play. So I didn't even know he scored until, like, somebody came up and told me. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I just, you know, my main goal right now is just to, you know, continue to improve each and every day, each and every game. So, um, again, just going to look at tomorrow, what the film, uh, really tonight, and on what can I get better at and, um, you know, what I can improve on as an individual and, and what we can improve on as a team. So, um, you know, we're just, you know, focused on getting better each and every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know, it, it felt all right. Of course, it doesn't hurt as bad when you score a touchdown on it. But, um, you know, it, you know, it's a it's a part of football. So, again, um, you know, can't really do about it. Just got to get up and move on. Nah, they were saying that it wasn't uh, they were arguing with me because I was <laughs> went to the ref saying, you know, like, where's the flag? It's in that. But they were, you know, yelling at me. That's not a flag. It's in that. So they weren't checking on me at all. Yeah. Yeah, just the uh, resilience, you know. Uh, everybody, of course, was, you know, devastated after the loss and just the way we fought um, and just the way we, we prepared throughout the week. Um, you know, I thought, you know, guys were locked in, you know, through meetings, through walkthroughs, and pretty much our, our motto this week was finish everything, you know, whether it was in practice, you know, halfway through practice, we started practice strong, just finishing the rest of the practice, you know, finish the day uh, focused in and locked in on meetings. So, again, I'm just proud of everybody, uh, the way they prepared this week, the way they performed today, and, you know, it's always great, you know, uh, End of the night with a dub for sure. Justin, you always think a win is going to be the start of something, but was there anything about the quality of this win and the circumstances that or indicates to you that this have a little more staying power as a, as a momentum builder? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely momentum. But again, you know, we can't get too high on the win. We got to, you know, reset uh, Wednesday and come in and, you know, prepare like, uh, you know, prepare like any other week, prepare like last week. So again, I know, you know, our guys aren't going to be satisfied with just this win. And, uh, you know, we're just going to get back to work this week. But it was just more encouraging. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's way more encouraging. Um, you know, fixing mistakes is always easier after a win. So um, again, just proud of the guys. And, you know, um, I know they're going to come in on Wednesday with uh, that same energy, uh, you know, same fight that they did, you know, last week preparing for the uh, Cowboys. Is this the last one that you know, uh, no, not really. I think every win is uh, meaningful, so I, I don't take any you know game for granted. So uh, I'm just you know glad we got the win, and again, just just, just proud of everyone. Appreciate y'all. And that is our quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Like you said, the most electrifying player in Chicago sports right now, ever since Derrick Rose left. <laughs> but um, like in my opinion, Danny, 
from from his post game from last from last week when he says I'm sick of being almost there I'm sick of being almost there and I felt that but I'm like who's going to do something about it and that's what I saw today I saw him say I dang damn that I'm going to put this ball the game in my hands and I'm going to make sure we get the first down I'm going to make sure we score the football that's what I saw from from Justin Fields right there um Danny what'd you get from Justin just now yeah, I, again, uh, like I said earlier, I mean, as he's just ingraining himself as as the face of this franchise, and that's what you want in your in your in your starting quarterback and your starting quarterback. And I think that's the leadership. You know, I mean, you know, he always comes out after the game, after especially after losses, and you see the disappointment in him. And I think last week it kind of hit the crescendo where he was like, "Damn!" He goes, "It was we lost to to Washington, where you know they, you know, they made mistakes, but yeah, you know, the, when he makes that one catch at the end of the you know at the at the goal line, that's a, that's a win." Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that just kind of like he's like, I'm tired of this. I, I want. And that's the one thing with this kid coming out of Ohio State. All the coaches, everyone at Ohio State, the program said this kid is a competitor. This kid you know, is a winner. This kid wants to go out there. He wants to put it out there for his teammates and his teammates love him. And, and then, you know, if, if we wanted to see in, in, in college, again, I always go back to this. Put on that game against Clemson where he cracked the rib and he came back and he threw three or four touchdown passes after that. So, you know, that's all I needed to see to, to, to believe in that, what, what I was being told by, you know, people at Ohio State. And I'm telling you, this kid is a winner, is a competitor. And, and, and yeah, he started off rough. Yeah, there, there are moments, and, and there's going to be probably some more moments where we're just like, damn, just throw the ball, Justin. Throw, you know, I know he's not open, but mm-hmm. just give him a shot and make a play like he did today, today to mm-hmm. commit. And he, and he did to uh, last week to Mooney that again today to Mooney, you know, just, just throw him the ball. Let's see if we got to make a play. And I, and I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what in kill Harry brings to this offense. Again, not a guy that's going to create separation, not a guy that's going to blow by, you know, defensive backs, but a big body guy, give him the chance. If he's got one-on-one coverage on the outside, just throw it up there and see if he can go up to make a play. And once you get Byron Pringle back, Again, he's not an all-world receiver, but he's he's a guy that can be another option for you. And and that's what excites me is 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 this kid's getting better and better. And mm-hmm. you see the Bears putting up more and more points, hopefully. And he's not doing it with with an AJ Brown. He's not doing it with a Debo Samuel. He's not doing it with stud receivers. He's doing it with guys that a lot of teams that you know miscast, guys that teams other teams cut. Right. And that's this mm-hmm. is what I want to see. Give him support. Give him a stud receiver. Give him an offensive line. Right. And build around it, and that's where I, I'm predicting this kid's just gonna offense is gonna go up and out. And before he, he got on, Tyler, you and I were going going kind of back and forth in terms of the defense. For me, the defensive lineman, it's still a disappointment, right? Robert Quinn had some pressure today. You know, Gibson had some pressure today. That's fine, and, and then that is encouraging. But you got to get sacks. You got to get these quarterbacks down to the ground. And, and neither Mac or, or Mac Jones or Billy Zappi are very you know elusive guys. You know, at least Dak Prescott can move around the backfield. He can escape pressure and, and get first down. So that's going to be something that I'm going to be looking at as well next week is defensively, you got to continue to get pressure. And unless you're blitzing, you know, the only sack today came on Roquan Smith's blitz. And, and that's the thing is like, you can't keep doing that. And this, I think the, right. the Bears and Eberflus do not like blitz. And I think they're like the least blitz, you know, like they're, they're a team that least blitzes in the NFL. So that front four has got to generate some pressure and, and I just hope to see if that kind of continue. Once that builds up, once a defensive line gets after yeah. the quarterback and, con- and becomes consistent, then we're going to see even more big plays by the defensive backfield, the linebackers. Well, Danny, I think I think the Patriots got a couple first round, first second round picks on that offensive line. 
and the Bears and the Bears have actually we've actually dared people to throw it to us. So like I don't I think we people have to get in by by running all over us. And I think the um the three technique might be our second round pick. I'll leave the scouting report to you, but I think that's one of our high need situations from losing um Akeem Hicks over this last offseason. That we yeah. need a defensive tap we need a defensive tackle. That's yes, one sir. of our most most certain like spots of like of a certainly need right now but at I the same time me for me right now going off season it's number one need is that, that there we go technique. We're, we're on the same page brother this defense revolves around the three technique the weak side linebacker yeah. and, and safety play and and but, and, and but the three play, technique right? needs a the three technique needs a fat pig nose tackle no it doesn't so if they, Right, uh, sure, it does. No, it does really not. succeed, it needs that that willful. No, because no, it does in, not. The, in, the, in the three four, yeah, but in the in the four three, no, because like they can play off each other. Not, not, in, this, not no. in this one. You, you, you need a one technique that that can play the run, but you don't need a fat guy like a Woolfork or some of the guys you named. You need a guy that can get upfield and, and make plays and generate some pressure. You know, up front and collapse yeah. the pocket. That's what you need. Yeah. So. And so you know, Mr. Shorty, go ahead. I want to hear your, your thoughts real quick about Justin Fields, and we can, we can go to defense. No, Justin Fields, I mean, um, you, the kid has been responding to interview questions since he was in high school. I mean, they've been doing documentaries about him since he was in high school. He's been preparing for this for a while, a lot longer than <laughs> most NFL uh players you know that were when we were kids you know ever did and so uh, many documentaries about him in high school and college going into the nfl he's been dealing with all this fame throughout his entire career and he's gotten himself to this point and now he's able to actually it's helped it's helped him to deal with this chicago media that's that's one of the things that i was really looking forward i shouldn't say looking forward to but i was just a something that i knew that i had he had in his hip pocket coming into Chicago was the ability, his his demeanor, like you guys talked about, of just staying even keeled and calm through no good or bad, you know, and that comes from his raising, his, his, he was raised by, you know, his father was, a, he is a great man, raised him well. I mean, he was mowing the lawn in the, in the dark after games that he, you know, sit out too long after. Uh, it, it just, the kid, um, he is developing in this offense and his ability to handle the media is is getting better. I didn't notice that he got that badly jarred on his uh, noggin up there, where his whole uh, you know, if that it almost looked like it, that's an area where you can almost easily stitches if you're cut there, you know. And he he took a he took it and he, he's so tough. I mean, he literally is the heart and soul of this team right now. He's he's building everyone's um, on the team, including the coaches trust and uh it's kind of like that when you when when you feel michael like michael the building of the michael jordan the building of the walter payton you know you're starting to feel that in this kid with the beating that he's taken and and the yeah. the comeback wins he's been denied getting up to this point and now he has this game against the patriots fucking mac jones they took him out of the game for crying out loud you know everyone's talking about this quarterback class and I haven't heard very much. You know, yeah, the the Jets beat the the Packers, but what was uh, you know Zach Wilson's? He wasn't that impressive in that game. It's not like his stats were off the chart. 
You know, there no, isn't like some. Jets are winning, bec- you know, not because of Zach Wilson. They're winning right. with Zach Wilson. You know, their right. defense exactly. and their offensive playmakers are, are, are making plays. But with and the Bears, we're, start- we're starting to see be- this where it's, it's this is starting to become Justin Fields' team. Yes. You know, he, he is it's, the most explosive player on offense. It's being built organically. Yeah. He's the most explosive player on offense. And that's the thing yep. I've been trying to say is, is once he's good, the Bears are going to be good. Now, yep. are, are they going to be a great team? No, because I've, I've steadfast on you build a great team at the offense and defensive line. When your offense and defensive lines are good, your team will be good. However, having a, a terrific athlete that can make throws and, and use his legs to, to make plays at quarterback is a hell of a start. And I just got to just got to build from there. Is he is he is he you know, uh, developed yet? Is he no? It's not. He's got a long way to go still. But again, that's all I've been saying, Shorty. And, and you you may have caught me before, but all I want to see is progression from Justin Fields mm-hmm. and stay healthy, please. Just right. just don't get this kid killed. Right. And I, what was concerning me, and that's something I talked with the guys before, was he was going one read and, and, and dropping his eyes because he was worried about. The, the 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 pass cover, you know, the pass protection. And I think he was hearing footsteps, and I think that yeah. really kind of slowed down his development. Today, he looked comfortable. He looked like he was back there going through a progression. There was a couple of times, like I said, the angles from from the replay showed us, and, and something that Alden and I probably break down later on this week. But you see him going one, two, three, bam, getting rid of the football. You know, one, two, three, bam, getting rid of the football. You know, and and uh, and that's the thing. Like like I think that that Thursday night game where uh, you know Herbstreit made a big big ordeal with you know uh, in terms of I think it was a third and short Pettis comes clear across the middle but he goes deep to to Mooney and as I said last post game I said you know he's just he knows that that ball's got to come out he doesn't have he can't just hold on to the football he saw his right. guy Mooney one-on-one he took that he didn't go through his rest of his progression I think once he gets comfortable once they solidify his offensive line he's going through progressions and then if everything's covered now he's got the ability to use his legs to make plays that's where you're going to see his offense take off. I do want to challenge Danny Shimon on one thing. You know, the, the, we all want to see Justin Fields progress, but not at the expense of winning. And so when you say, you know, the most important thing is to see Justin Fields progress, well, winning is a big part of progression because it helps the psyche of the athlete. It helps the psyche of the leader of the offense, of one of the leaders of the team. He can play imperfectly, and if the team wins, he's going to get better because he's becoming a winner. And I'm not saying, you know, throw throw three interceptions and then lose the game, win the game, that that that's going to help with the psyche, but you know, winning is a big part of player achievement, player progression as well. So let's not totally, you know, throw out the, the wins here. But what I mean by that is, like, for example, if today was a shootout and the Bears lost, you know, thirty-seven to, to thirty-five, but Justin had a had a great game. It's just the defense let him down. I understand. That's, for me, that's a positive, right? I, I understand. I want a victory. Everyone wants a victory and the players and Justin want the victories as well. But I'm just saying like, for me, when I'm judging, you know, this season, it's all about fields. And if they get a win and he plays great, great. Like today, I think he had a good game and you know, they played great today. You know, he wasn't perfect, but he had a good game and the bears won perfect. But if, you know, if there was a shootout and he's playing, putting up numbers, he's making all these plays with the cast he has around him. You know, he's becoming that playmaker that I'm talking about that face of the franchise you know, even if you lost, we all, like I said, coming this season, we're, we're, you know, I wasn't under any sort of impression this team was going to go to Super Bowl or challenge for a playoff spot. So anything extra from there, the winning, 
it's just to me, it's just gravy, right? So that, that's what I'm coming from there. Obviously, I want the Bears to win as well, uh, but I'm just saying, like for me, it's all about Fields and his progression this year. Guys, I want to ask you both uh, this question. It was actually Brian Jay who uh, pointed it out in uh, the chat uh, a while ago. He talked about the importance of calling Justin Fields plays on some running plays. And that was a huge part of this victory. I, there were uh, 14 carries for Justin Fields. I bet like more, maybe more than 10 of them mm-hmm. were uh pre-planned, played calls for Justin Fields. That's been a weapon that Leo, uh, Luke Getze has not used effectively is these these designed runs for Justin Fields and a big part of their victory. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's, it's, I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's a new wrinkle they added this week. And it's one thing now that Dallas has to prepare for. And Dallas has got to say, all right, before we just kind of unload here and go upfield and pass rush this kid, you know, he might just hold on to the ball and run up these, you know, these these lanes and these gaps that we provide as we're getting by him. You know, so that's one thing that that Luke Getzey added this this the wrinkle he added to the offense today, and it was very effective. Like I said, he had 75 yards rushing in the first half versus the versus the Patriots, and I ended up I think he ended up with 80, 82 for the game. Um, you know, it's something we see with Josh Allen do all the time. Now, the negative about that is that gives him that opens him up to more. Hits right, and I th- and, and you, you heard Ibrahim talk about a post game. You, you know they talked to him, say, "Hey, get down or get out of bounds. Do not, you know, do not open yourself up to hits, and and just you know unnecessary punishment. Just you know get the yardage, get the first down, either get out of bounds or or get down. That's the one thing Justin's got to have to take, you know keep in keep back in his mind is you know these are great, and and even like you know with, with Buffalo and Josh Allen, these are great, but you know what, you got to get down because you are an important player on this offense. We do not want you to get hurt. There you go. Tyler, I know uh, you're, you're on mute. Uh, I know you've got to get out of here and, and have some final thoughts. And then uh, uh, Danny and Dan and I will continue for a little while longer. Tyler, what's on your mind, brother? And, and thank you for leading the show in uh, John's absence. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're over here on the East Coast, so, you know, <laughs> tomorrow's already started. But um, real quick, I mean, a happy Bears win. Um, always good to um, make adjustments as we win. I'm super jacked. Um, I'm, look, I'm, I'll be really awesome. I think we can beat the Cowboys. I mean, that, 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 the Cowboys are a good team. I think that'd be a great place for us to, like, get some more respect, so to speak. And I, based on what I see tonight, I'm, I'm confident. I mean, if this is the Justin Fields that we're going to get, like, why not? If Justin's going to lead the troops like this, I'm excited about it. And um, I believe in our coaches. We'll see what happens. Can we duplicate that effort? And so real quick, just um, shout out to the entire Barroom Network. The Barroom Network is bringing you everything you guys need. Everybody in chat, shout out to my sister, Miss Heidi. N- nice to see you, love. I'm going to see you in the chat. I'm always great to see you there. And then um, thank you all for spending your time with us. You know, um, this is this is bigger than football. This is family fellowship. And um, win, lose, or draw. We're going to be here no matter how tough it is. And shout out to my brother, John, who's not here tonight, but we're going to, the show must go on. But John is a part of this family and um, hope all is going well with him for sure. And um, Justin freaking Fields, man, just looking like, hey, a freaking first round pick. And um, guys, we have, we have production from the QB position. Let's just reminisce in that thought process. They're just like, masking it and roll around in it, right? So <laughs> I'll let you. Yeah, we've got a freeze on Tyler. I interrupted him, and I think it screwed up the connection. He so. froze. He froze in like a <laughs> yeah. Position, I, so 
a salute to Justin Fields' position. <laughs> so thank you very much, Tyler Ellis. Uh, all right, uh, Mr. Shorty, what do you think about these uh, pre-planned, designed Justin Fields runs? You know, Danny likes them. He's, of course, cautious about the uh, protection issue. But do you think that this should be a, a, a regular part of the Bears' offense? Not a regular part of the offense. I think that it's something that was needed for a boost for this game. To it's a strategy that I think that they use to their advantage tonight because they can. It's not something I want to see them going forward with. You know, um, it's going to get him knocked out of the game. I mean, we don't want to see an injury to this quarterback. We just we can't. I mean, we're we're starting to. Uh, see the fruits of the labor that's been going into this from him, you know, and and the team and this new regime and and the, and the and the fans, you know, it's been so up and down with national and local, and you know, this kid is starting to blossom. We can't just um, continue doing that. If it, if the game plan is called, it's calling for it, then I would say yes. Then. Sure, but not something to do moving forward. It, it, I don't think it's something that they should do as a, on a regular basis. It's just too dangerous. You don't want to. It's too much of an investment to take a chance with. You know, you have running run the wildcat then. You know. So Danny Shimon, but there can be pre-designed running plays for Justin Fields that limit the amount of traffic that he would be running into so what i'm trying to say is you don't have to give you know a car running place for him like you do for david montgomery who is going to be hit by 10 different tacklers you know you right. call running place for him where he's headed towards the sideline and can escape any type of touching you know those, those kinds of kinds of safe running plays i think are really important they were important i i always criticized matt nagy for not utilizing mitchell trubisky's legs more often that would have helped that young quarterback and i think what luke getsy did tonight was help this young quarterback that gives him confidence he, moving the chains he wasn't getting hit so often I, I i think it's a brilliant move and if the cowboys present the type of defense that you can screw up you know with misdirection plays and justin fields picking up uh, first downs that's going to be important what do you think, Dan Shimon? Yeah, big time. It, it it gives you it gives you an added element that other defenses have to prepare for. You have to think about. It. And and to your point, although yes, you, you could you could call a play. It could be like a, like an uh, an audible, if you will, or it could be a secondary play in the huddle and say, all right, if they're lined up in this front where they're leaning heavy to to the right, and you you can you can call that that second play, and that, that'll be the one where where you saw today where either the left tackle or or the guard. Kind of kicked out, and he was he was a lead blocker for Justin. Justin kind of ran right behind him. So those are the kind of things where you have a blocker in front, you just kind of run to the to the boundary and get out, you know, get your first down and get your yards and get out of bounds and, and just do not get hit. And that that's the key thing there. And and to your point, Shorty, yeah, and by all means, I'm not saying that he need to need to, this need to be a focal point of their offense. Yeah, that that's a surefire way of getting this kid hurt, and that's not what I'm saying, but. It just gives them this added element, this added dimension that now defenses have will see on tape and say, "All right, this is something that that they had not added, you know, previously, and now we got to add it." And then another thing that they haven't really done much of that could come, you know, in in the future is is like RPO stuff, 
where there's that read option where he can either hold the ball or, or, or hand that off to Montgomery. You see it sprinkled here and there, but but you know, a running up play like that. I mean, you, you just look at the what the Ravens do with, with Lamar Jackson. Not that Justin is, is as elusive as Lamar Jackson, but he's a more thicker athlete than Lamar Jackson. And you see a lot of pistol formations. You see a lot of things where you have like, you know, um, fullbacks or tight ends leading lead blocking firm and all that stuff. And I just think you can get creative with it. Give defenses some problems, and and for next week, you know, like I said, I, I'm I'm worried about that pass rush and this offensive line versus that Cowboys pass rush. And if you can slow them down, whether it's you know a tenth of a second, you know, in terms of giving them some pause, you know, before they hit up field, that will just run with the football here. I, I think that's something where you could utilize to your advantage. You guys have convinced me on that. I, I I'll, I'll agree because what you were saying, you know, on a couple of those, they were almost like sweep plays. They're like quarterback sweeps, and he got a lot of yards on them, and they came in real handy. You know, those are plays that work really well. And okay, I'll I'll, I'll subside. I think you guys have an argument for that for sure. Well, let's talk also about Chubbs's argument here. That he says he thinks uh, it's time to say Herbert is better than Montgomery. He's faster. He doesn't dance around in the pocket. He's got more lo- longer runs. Uh, he's got a better yards per carry. I think you know on the surface, well, that all is true. Uh, but on the surface, it made a might might appear that Herbert is better. But I'm still putting my money on David Montgomery. What he does to break tackles, and I was disappointed that his number wasn't called in a passing game at all because I put up on Twitter that he has had he has been targeted eleven times on passes. He's caught ten of them, and they've and he's got a, an outstanding. I don't remember the the number, but he's got an outstanding yards per average on these catches. So he's a, an important part of the passing game who should be used more. Herbert is an outstanding player, but I don't know if Herbert can be the number one back on the team because he can't accept the type of punishment that a David Montgomery does. What do you guys think? Mr. Shorty first, I see you uh, agreeing with me. So you got to agree. Go you know, yeah. Herbert's not number one back. He's got, he's that, um, that dynamic second punch, that second gear. The, they both hit the holes differently. You see Montgomery tonight, he hit that one, he spun out of it. Then he spun again. Then he like spun into some weird wormhole. That he crawled through like three guys, and it's like, what? Where? Did, how did he gain seven yards out of that? I mean, they're both just different backs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Khalil Herbert just—he hits that hole. Just he sees it and he's gone. And he gives you that quick burst. They both probably have the same top end speed, but they both just utilize them differently. And I think that's where you get that difference in in style of back that you need to change up the game. So, I, I mean, Montgomery, to me, is they both had very similar yardage tonight and, and carries. I th- uh, uh, Herbert had, uh, I, I think, two less carries for a, a few more yards, so his yards per carry were a little bit more. But, I mean, they both did a, 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 a really good job tonight. They were both in, like, 60-yard rushing range. So we got 120-something out of both backs, plus, what, 80 out of – I mean, another 230-something – yard rushing game tonight or off was it rushing yards tonight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. i'm sorry go ahead wow no i just say wow 
Yeah, and officially, uh, uh, Montgomery, 15 carries, 62 yards for a 4.1 average, scored a touchdown. His longest run was 12 yards. Khalil Herbert's longest uh, run was 13 yards. He had 62 yards on 12 carries for a 5.2 average. And I do think there is kind of a thunder and lightning uh, thing going on. He and- wants to see more Oops. play action. What happened that's, that's what happened to me. That I had my stats up. You guys hear that shit? You're like, yeah. I was like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, because you're not going through StreamYard. It's going through my thing. We hear it, but on yours, we didn't hear yours. But, Danny, your thoughts on the Herbert uh, Montgomery situation? Well, if you guys are follow Draft on Tap, you guys knew when the the Bears made a pick in the sixth round of Clear Herbert. I absolutely love the pick. I love the kid coming out of uh, Virginia Tech. Kid has a long background, went to Kansas, changed to Virginia Tech, had a great collegiate career. And for me, they kind of – I think you know balance each other out, and you know what what I think. I think Herbert will be the the lead back next year. I think Montgomery won't be re-signed. I think he they'll let him walk via free agency. And the difference with with Herbert and Montgomery, I think someone I think Nomad might have mentioned it in in the chat. Uh, Montgomery's a better pass blocker right now than than Khalil Herbert, and Montgomery's a better in between a tackle runner than Khalil Herbert. He's he's better in terms of lowering his pad level and, and running behind his pads. Herbert's more of that, you know, a guy that can bounce around to the outside. You know, both they both have quick feet, both got the jump cut ability. Uh, I think Herbert has a better vision in terms of some seeing some of the back back door in terms of the the, the, the being able to you know plant his foot, cut back, and have a little bit more burst, more speed through the the line of scrimmage as opposed to Montgomery being more of a powerful guy that can, that can run through arm tackles as opposed to you know you know running to the outside, bouncing to the outside. So <clears throat> right now, I think they both complement each other well. They both have good contact balance. Both the guys that can you know can take on blockers, bounce off of blockers. But Herbert's more of an outside kind of guy while Montgomery is in between tackles kind of guy. And I think they do a nice job of, of balancing each other out. And I think next year, once I think, like I said, in my opinion, they're, they're going to let him go, Montgomery. Unfortunately, I, I love the, the player. I love the leadership he brings to the team. But uh, you, just, you just don't pay running backs, in my opinion. And I think Polls kind of falls in line with that, is you don't pay these running backs big money. Now, if, if, if Montgomery kind of falls in the salary cap and they, they can resign him, I'm, I'm all for that. But uh, – once you bring, you know, Herbert's the, the lead guy. Now you got to see Tristan Ebner, this kid from the, you know, from from Baylor in the sixth round. He could give you some of that long speed, some of the long, you know, ability. You might need to kind of balance that out with a, with a, with in between power runner as well. So we'll see how that goes. But right now, the the main difference for me is is the ability for Herbert to bounce around to the outside, while Montgomery's more of an in between a tackles runner and in pass pro. And I mean, her, uh, Montgomery's a, a, a big time. Uh, so, so much better right now in terms of being a, a, a pass in you know, pass protection than Herbert is. Yeah, just, I, go ahead, uh, Shorty. Just out, just out of curiosity, what's what's your guys' numbers for a uh, uh, David Montgomery reassigning? What's a in terms of a contract? Number? Well, I should say uh, Ryan Poles, the general manager, met with the media for about 10, 15 minutes before the game. And that was one of the questions posed about David Montgomery's contract. And Ryan Poles said, uh, and I'm quoting exactly, uh, David Montgomery is one of my favorite players on the team. He didn't say he didn't go on to talk about his contract or whether he was going to be resigned or anything like that. But that comment and the comment that George McCaskey made about uh, David Montgomery when they were going through the coaching change tells me that this organization feels like, well, to publicly talk about a player like that 
to me feels like they 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 want to resign him. Now it always takes two parties, right? It takes an agent and and the team. So we'll see what happens. But I, I think they value his leadership and uh and his play. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. I'm sorry, Shorty. But I think he's a guy that wants to be a bear for his career. And I don't think he's that concerned about, you know, an extra two or three million dollars here. That's why I just wondered like what's a good what's a good number? Uh Four years, twenty-six million. Is yeah, that, is that, that too little or too high? I think that's on. You know, it's always about the guaranteed dollars, and with a guy like him who has missed games this season and last season because of injuries, you want to be careful about how how many guaranteed dollars you're you're getting. You know, that's the side of the business that's awful. You know, but uh, because he, right. I don't want to call him injury prone, but because of that physical physical style of running, he's more susceptible to injury. And so, uh, if you can get him down to you know ten, twelve millions of guaranteed dollars. Fuck! I'll give him a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was with this this offense and 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 then and just in, in football in general, running backs right now become a dime a dozen. And and I think you can get running backs in the fourth, fifth round. Uh, that, that's why this past week that 49ers, what they gave up for for uh, Christian McCaffrey was was really surprising, especially because right. you know from that system that offense, you know they we you know, they, they produce running backs. You know, that Elijah Mitchell was a guy that you and I saw all the down to senior bowl was a six or seven round pick. And he was having, I mean, he, his problem is staying healthy, but I mean, again, he's a guy that in that system just excels. And, and, and I just was surprised. Which is also a problem for McCaffrey too. I apologize. Right. Right. So we'll <laughs> but, see how that goes up. But yeah, with running backs, you can, you can get running backs in the, you know, day two of the draft. Sometimes even day three yeah, and they can be guys that can come in and, and, and take over and they'd be on, on cheap. You know. Some are special though. I mean, they're not – yeah, you can get them a dime a dozen, but some are special, and I think Montgomery has that special quality to him. He's got he's that – He's not a game-breaker. He's not a game-breaker. He's, he's not. He's not, but he's, he's, he's got um, – <clears throat> not only is, is he a great bear, uh, like the Bears, they value their uh, – the, the person as much as they do anyone as an organization. You know the McCaskies. I mean, they want the person uh, – that's one of the traits they look for when they draft someone. And they found that they hit a home run in the quality of character in David Montgomery. And then you add to it that he's, he has that little bit of Walter Payton to him. You know, everyone sees that in him, in the, in the organization. And, and I, I don't know, I, I think there's something to be said. And that's why I just asked the question is what's the value. I think there's going to be a number that, it might be a little higher than most think that the McCaskies would say they might actually come in and say, listen, there's something special to this kid and we actually like him. And they might actually have a say in whether or not the bears resign him, not to break the bank, but just to make sure that, Hey, if it takes another million or two, just to keep him happy, let's, let's keep him on the team. I truly feel that about, maybe it's just me being a Homer, but I feel that about his personality, his character, and given how this organization is run. Indeed. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, it, it, it's important for us to talk about this defense and just get some general thoughts out of the way because their performance tonight was outstanding with the exception of that second quarter. And I wouldn't blame it all on the defense. You know, some circumstances led to uh, poor field position, but they held a Patriots team who over the last four weeks had scored 26, 24, 29 and 38 points, held them down to 14 points. They, they destroyed this offense. I mean, they brought in both of their quarterbacks. Um, this was, you know, I, I want to 
compliment the players, but I also want to compliment the scheme and what Alan Williams did. Danny, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you saw from a schematic standpoint that perhaps really made life difficult for both of those quarterbacks and the Patriots entire offense? Well, well, the one thing that they, they do is they play hard, right? And that's something that, that we've talked about from day one with, with this coaching staff is, is they've got they've grind in, in this team that you gotta run, you gotta rally to the football. You gotta get there, you gotta get there fast. And and my you know, my concern with coming into this game was was the, the run defense. And I think they they kind of sold out today early on. Like I said, they lined up brisker, they lined up an extra man in the box just just to get to kind of you know stop the run. And they did a good, pretty good job of keeping you know Ron Stevenson, Ramon J. Stevenson in, in check. I know he had decent numbers i believe what he finished with the uh, 39 you know carries and a touchdown but you know so i think they did a nice job there at selling out and but the the thing that i touched on earlier is 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 that pass rush i mean you know they they you know robert quinn generated some pressure you know uh he drew some some flags on 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 um on the tackle brown but it, it wasn't you know it wasn't enough and, and i guess what the one sack came on a Rokon smith blitz and that's the one thing that, that this defense is predicated on those front four getting to the quarterback and, and making life difficult for the quarterback and you know we'll see how this defense is supposed to look next week when we, when we take a look at the cowboys and what they do in terms of their pass rush now their run defense is is pretty bad as well so that that's something that again that's why i want the bears to attack them next week but uh yeah, I mean, it's, it's just getting more pressure on the, on the quarterback. And I think once you put pressure on the quarterback, consistent pressure on the quarterback, I think now you're going to see plays make. And, I, and I've said it before in previous weeks, I, I think the Bears are, are second are developing a nice, young secondary guys that can make plays on a football, right? Whether it's, it's you know, uh, Jalen Johnson, you know, Kendall Vildor. I, I know a couple of them got beat today, but again, those are, just, I think, just, just more, you know, mental lapses and then more physical, you know, physical deficiencies. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously with Brisker and, and I think Eddie Jackson has shown the ability to make play on a football as well. So I think they're building a nice defensive backfield. Uh, I love Roquan Smith. I love the combination of him and, and more on the middle of that linebacker core. So, uh, you know, just if that front four can get consistent pressure and then as, and then can play this way versus the run, I think that's where you're going to see this defense then elevate itself. But yeah, I mean, to your point, although last week they held the commanders at 12 points, uh, the commanders got there and scored 23 points on a, on a much more heralded Packers team that defense than, than the Bears came into the season with. So, you know, well, you know, and that's with a backup quarterback as well. So yeah, that's the thing is like it's like you know they they, they give up some yardage, but they keep the guys out of the end zone for the most part. Right. And that's, that's why, you know, it's like a bend don't break defense. Um, I just want that pass rush to get home more often. And again, next week, you're going to need it with a guy like Dak Prescott back there, you know, come back off the injury. He's a little bit more mobile than, than both Zappy and Mac Jones are. So that's something you have to keep an eye on. You know, he's a guy that can, if can break contain and get up the field. The one thing that that does is, is, as you notice today, they, they kind of lined up this thing where, they had both defense, defensive tackle and defensive end on the same spot, and they kind of gave that big gap in the middle. What did Mac Jones do? Just kind of just run right through that for a big gainer. So, and that's Mac Jones, right? So that's the thing is like there are susceptible points in this defense, that typically it's it's in the middle of the football field. So that's where they kind of have to you know kind of show up and get a little bit more you know more tougher there. But um, you know definitely the coaching staff's got them playing hard. Again, they're not. You know, in terms of the talent they're going to have on that defense, I think they're going to get better, especially up front. That's the hope in terms of next season. So I think once they get more talent up front, especially in that defensive front, that that, that three technique, I think that's where you're going to see more and more impact there. Uh, but yeah, as, as, long as, as long as they get to the quarterback, pressure the quarterback, harass the quarterback, I think you'll see more turnovers in that defensive secondary. 
Shorty, you wore Erlacher's jersey today. So did you anticipate this Bears defense was going to have another stellar? I did. <laughs> I, did. I, I specifically chose this defense or this uh, this jersey for the defense today. I thought, you know, I, the last couple of jerseys I wore didn't work, so I'm like, I'm going to pull out the old Erlacher tonight, and it worked. So uh, I'll have to wear it again next week. Well, bring it to uh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I'll, this will be my jersey I wear. But uh, I, I think, I mean, the defense is just continuing to silently kind of impress, right? They're, we, yeah, we lost some games, but we lost them because we left a lot on the field on offense. The defense has been giving us their all. I mean, the amount of points given up in the second half, the amount of points given up overall. I mean, it's uh, we see it again tonight. It's uh, it's it's just when you started to think this game was going to get out of hand when they put in Zappy, right? We all were like, "Oh my God, here we go again!" <laughs> and they got it under control. They did, and I, the hits principle is working. We're starting to see these the the, the rookies, Brisker, Gordon. You know, even uh, Robinson play well on defense. We saw him him kind of flashing here and there tonight too. I mean, all the amount of the amount of rookies that were playing on this team, and we're we have the same record as the Packers, guys. Mm-hmm. So all we now we just need to rely on Minnesota to do what they do, which is collapse at the end, and we have them final game again, right? Mm-hmm. So. If it comes down to it, we could actually take the season right there if, it, if, if we have to, right? And I, I'm seeing four winnable games in the next four. It gets a little tougher after that. We could lose all three of them after that. But, I mean, it's not any, any given Sunday. So we're seeing the, like you said, Danny, the, the, the development with fields, it's starting to happen. As long as we see the development, that's all we want to see. And we're starting to, to – incrementally start to see it. The defense is holding everything together. This, this is not like one of those teams where you're like, you're seeing the offense go three and out, three and out, three and out, and we're gassing the defense, and they go from holding them in the first half you know, to, to seven points to giving up 28 in the second half because the offense just can't, you know, they can't stay on the field. They keep, you know, three and outs. So th- th- there's a lot to be said for what this defense is doing to help this development of the of the offense, it's, we had so many games that were just right there. So, mm. I'm well, I, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited about uh, all three units played well today. You know, uh, even Dante Pettis wasn't terrible <laughs> at returning kicks. He he muffed one, but uh, somebody in the chat earlier said, you know, he didn't panic. He uh, he, he he played it like a veteran. He looked pretty good there. I hope Valus Jones gets another opportunity at special teams sometime during the season or in the in in future seasons because I think he can be a hell of a player. He just has to settle down and get rid of those butterflies guys uh i want to go around the table uh and get final thoughts on stuff but before i do i want to let people know that um tomorrow dan and aldo bear their souls will be covering of course this big victory and having some fun with it so that's at 8 p.m central on uh wednesday gabriel talks football early in the morning and then buffon 55 will have a special guest uh who will help us preview the Dallas Cowboys game. That's our programming for the next uh, 24, 48 hours regarding Chicago Bears. Uh, Dan, uh, Mr. Shorty, tell us what's going on at Bears Country Podcast um, and your Bears coverage. 
Oh boy! So uh, Bears Country Podcast, we're we're doing a uh, live Monday night with you on Barum Network. Uh, broadcast both from Barum Network and Bears Country Podcast. We have our own uh, channel, so check us out there as well. Uh, make sure that you guys like and hit hit that like button at the bottom of this. And we gotta get the likes going on the Barum Network here. Uh, the Barum Network are we call them the Podfathers. So uh, check us out on Monday nights, and then also check out. Bears Country Podcast on our own channel. We have a lot of other stuff going on there as well. So thank you for ha- for having me on here today. This has been a lot of fun. You got it. Thanks for joining Danny, us. Danny, tell us about Bear Truth. We're uh, doing a show on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to take a dive on in the, on the tape here with, with Justin Fields. That's something that uh, Alden and I have been talking about, uh, putting together, and, and, and we're going to be doing a deep dive, taking a look at these first seven games, uh, We're gonna, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of you know, s- some of where Justin has uh, lacked in terms of making the play or, 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 or you know, his, his lack of uh, uh, decisiveness and making throws and stuff like that, and then some of the, the plays he made today where you know, he, you know, he t- took a chance on that throw to commit and stuff like that. And so you know, that, that's something that we're going to just kind of – and again, it's, this has been a pro- process with, with this kid and, and seeing him develop is, is what we're – you know what I'm honing on, and and in this week's bare truth, we're gonna, you know, take it to the tape, and we're gonna show you where, you know, some of the things he was making earlier, some of the mistakes he's making earlier, he's kind of, you know, kind of progressed here, how he's making up for it, and how he's learning from his previous mistakes, and that's what our hope is for this Wednesday, as Alden and I will will go ahead and break down the tape on on bare truth, and in terms of the uh, my final thoughts on the game, again, uh, it was it was an impressive uh, impressive victory on the road, uh, you know, just again. It, field showing showing the progress uh you know the, the coaching staff i think did a good job of preparing them they they came in you know uh off that little mini buy and 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 kind of shook off that that disappointment loss to to washington and came out here and and, and really stuck it to the patriots and uh you know it's it's again and any given sunday right uh, the the uh things scores can change so you know just kind of assuming that they're going to go ahead and beat Dallas next week is, is a little bit far fetched, but you know that's that's Dallas team is going to come in defending a different different challenge, right? We talked about for the Bears defense. You got a, a veteran quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback, and Dak Prescott, second game back from an injury. Uh, you know he's going to be, you know he's got some weapons on the outside with with you know C.D. Lamb and, and Michael Gallup. Obviously he's got you know Tony Pollard and, and Ezekiel in the back in the backfield. So, uh, but he also has an offensive line that you know is a little spotty there and there. So you know if you generate that pressure, you know kind of make him uncomfortable in the pocket. You know he, he could give you some opportunities there to make a play in the football. And in terms of offense, that pass rush for Dallas scares the hell out of me, guys, uh, especially with his offensive line. So you know I just hope they come in there with 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 a run first mentality and just try and gash them the way they gashed. Dallas, I mean, that way the gash New England today and then build off of the play action and let's see what they can come up here next week. But uh, yeah, that's the one thing is is uh, next week is, you know, if, if we thought, you know, Judon gave Borum a hard time, I, I'm afraid to see what Michael Parsons is going to do. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be scary. <laughs> that's going to be scary. Dan, not, Dan. To mention, not to mention Montez Sweat, too. <laughs> I mean, there's been a list of you know defensive linemen that have had their fair share on this offensive line, and 
Oh yeah. Michael Parsons is <laughs> the and most you, terrifying of all of them. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to leave everyone with this note. It's uh, we heard from George Hallis uh, today and he basically let Bill Belichick know not tonight, buddy, not tonight. And <laughs> maybe next week, or maybe in a couple of weeks, but not tonight. So that's right. Well, <laughs> I'd like to say something about that. Justin Fields stopped that from happening. Yay. Yes, he did. That was, that well, made also didn't, well, aren't the Bears and the Packers tied for like the most wins in, in, in NFL history? And yes. then, like, so now the Bears are ahead because the Packers lost. But, but the I'm one thing I, I'm concerned, guys, and Aldo, are you, I'm concerned about Don Burr. I haven't seen him. <laughs> I haven't heard from him. Is, should we do a wellness check on Don you Burr? You start to get a little worried, don't you? Don Burr, and then there was this guy named Packer Bob or Bill or something like that. I just retweeted uh, his thing just a while ago. About 10 hours ago, he says, yeah, I get a lot of Bears fans on my Twitter feed giving me shit about where the Packers are, what the Packers have been doing. I can't wait for tonight when the Patriots beat the shit out of them. So <laughs> there's a lot of these guys uh, who Don Burrs and Packer Bill, where the fuck his name is, uh, who, who are eating a lot of crow and we're going to go over a lot of that on the dan and aldo show but uh, you're absolutely right this is a very very special victory for many many reasons one of which of course was is that bill belichick did not uh surpass george hallis tonight against the chicago bears that would have been an awful feeling for us gods are in our favor tonight thank you they did come through for us, Mr. Shorty. All right, for Mr. Shorty, for Danny Sherman, for Tyler Ellis, for Dan Aguirre, and for uh, John Buffon, who will be back on Wednesday, uh, I'm Aldo Gandia. Thanks a lot for sticking with us and let people know that they can watch or listen to this uh, on audio demand, uh, podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Just search for Barroom Network wherever you get your podcasts. Take care, everybody.